This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning to Congresswoman Nikki Bazinski from the Represent 13th District Congress. Good morning to you. How are you? And it's hard. Good. To, maybe it's I'm good. Maybe it's hard for me to believe. Probably for you. Uh, a year since you've been in Congress, and it has has it flown by for you? It's flown by in a lot of ways. It's uh, plotted along in other ways. It just depends on uh, depends on the day. But yeah, no, it's been a year. It's been a productive year. I'm looking forward to my second year. Uh, bring me up to date. I know that the House is uh, doing some things right now, led by the Republican side against Secretary Mayorkas. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that? Is that final vote been been taken yet in the House? And then it goes to the Senate, where it's going to die uh, or, or, or not succeed. Yeah. Um, what's? I mean, I know we can say politics. How does the, how do those things work? Do they have hearings? They bring people in. Does the Secretary mm-hmm. testify at all? Yeah, it's a good question, Sam. It actually it goes through a committee. It was in the House Homeland Security Committee yesterday. Um, it was a marathon uh, hearing. It was 13 hours long, um, and basically uh, long party line votes, 18 to 15. Um, the Republicans decided to move forward to the floor, a vote for impeachment. Um, but I think what's important is kind of something you've already said, which is no matter what happens on the House floor, this, it's going to die in the Senate. Yeah, and my concern in, in reflecting back on this last year is we don't need to waste time on things like this. We've got a lot of other stuff to get to. How are we doing on the budget to keep the government operating? I think everybody thought the deal was in place. Uh, Senate had worked mm-hmm. one out, and then all of a sudden the House uh, looks like uh, they're not going to go with it. At least the Republicans are not going to go with it. They want more things addressing border security, I think. Does this surprise you? Mm-hmm. I thought maybe when the Senate worked it out, the House would follow suit. Yeah, well, this is that's exactly an example of the important work we need to be getting to, um, the budget. So we've kicked the can down the road for the third time about two weeks ago with a short-term spending plan uh, that just keeps the lights on, quite frankly, in the federal government. But it doesn't put forward a longer-term budget, which is what we're trying to get to. Uh, you're right, absolutely. I've voted on a bipartisan basis to create the framework to get this budget done. But it seems like a very slim majority, um, or minority, I should say, within the majority of the Republican conference is holding out, um, you know, getting this deal done on the budget. Um, we have the framework. It was a two-year spending freeze. There were some additional requirements um, as it related to SNAP and work requirements, you know, that we compromised on, which is good because compromise, we have a divided government. Compromise is not a bad word. But now we've we've found that framework. We need to move on and get a budget done. I've got a number of priorities uh, that would benefit the city of Springfield in that budget that if we can get it done, will directly benefit some of the communities in the 13th district. But apart from that and kind of running in parallel to budget conversations, to your point, is addressing the border, which is incredibly important. We do have a crisis at our border. We need to provide more funding for Border Patrol and a host of other things at the border to stop the influx of illegal immigrants coming into this country. But we also need to be addressing Ukraine. We've not provided any additional um, support to Ukraine or all of the crisis that's happening in the Middle East. So there are a lot of really important issues that I've been a big advocate, Sam, in my first year of working together. I think, again, like I said, compromise is not a bad word. Bipartisanship is a good word. We should come together to compromise on some of these things to get things done. 
Congresswoman Nikki Basinski is with us. What's the feeling like uh, about the Israeli war with Hamas and so on, the Hamas invasion, obviously, mm-hmm. and, and the reaction? Is there some split uh, among the Democrat caucus? I'm sure everybody's got an opinion on this. Uh, obviously, the, the president has taken a very strong pro-Israeli stance. I think he's mm-hmm. also instructed his people, let's work out some sort of a compromise here and stop, especially the the killing of all a lot of innocent people. That's got to be a very, very difficult right. situation for everybody. It is a very difficult situation. It's a, it's a heartbreaking situation because you're absolutely right. Um, no one, including myself, wants to see any innocent civilians uh, killed in conflict. This whole thing obviously started on October 7th when the terrorist organization Hamas Um, came into Israel killing and taking hostage innocent Israelis. And so, you know, that really kicked off this. Obviously, there's a much, much longer history to all of this. But as far as what we're dealing right now, October 7th was definitely a turning point. But then what we're seeing in, in the heartbreak and the starvation that is happening in Gaza, you know, we need to be able to provide humanitarian relief to Gaza, while also, and I support Israel having the right to defend itself. I think we should be able to do both, uh, provide humanitarian relief and support to innocent civilians in Gaza, but also, um, you know, Israel has that right to defend itself. I have been vocally critical, though, of Netanyahu, the prime minister um, of Israel, and some of his actions. He's recently come out against um, a two-state solution, which I think is a really important thing that is the path forward or should be the path forward in the Middle East, creating a separate state for Palestinians and a separate state for Israelis. Um, and his lack of commitment to that is very, very concerning. I do think Israel should be abiding by the international rules of war, of war as we're in this conflict. And so, uh, you know, I think that it is very complicated. It is heartbreaking. I think, you know, there's a lot that's this is not a conflict that's sadly going to be going away anytime soon. Um, we need a functional government, though, to be able to provide the support and relief that, that all these people need. Congresswoman Nikki Bazinski, how in the world you had introduced uh, on your own 15 bills? I don't know how that compares to other freshman Congress uh, congressional members, but to me, uh, a freshman uh, in introducing 15 bills, co-sponsoring almost 300 others. Um, tell mm-hmm. me about that. That that's I think pretty impressive. Thank you very much, Sam. Yeah, we've been working really hard, and I am proud of that. Um, Probably more so even the fact that a lot of the bills that I've introduced on my own, I've had a Republican co-lead on almost every single one of them. The first act I did, or the first piece of legislation, was actually former Congressman Rodney Davis's, one of his pieces of legislation. We tweaked it just a little bit, but in, in it's, you know, the heart of it is really the same. It's a small business tax credit for small businesses that provide um, employment to union apprentices or uh, young people that have been through a community college program. You know, our district or my district in central and southern Illinois, the four-year college degree path isn't the only path for young people to get into good-paying jobs. And so I've been a really big proponent of that, and I'm leading that with a Republican friend and colleague from Ohio, Mike Carey. 
Um, but then obviously, you know, I've been working on agriculture. I, we've, I'm hoping to get a farm bill done this year. We extended the farm bill to September. I have two different priorities in there um, that I'm hoping will be included in the legislation. One to support young and beginning farmers. You know, 58 years old is the average age of our family farmer in this country. And for Illinois and how important agriculture is to our economy, we have to be thinking now about that next generation of young people coming into agriculture. So my Young and Beginning Farmer Initiative would create a low-interest loan program so these young folks can get access to land, which is so important. Um, you know, the second I mentioned is agricultural research. Lincoln Lane Community College has a fantastic agriculture program right there in Springfield. We need to support those types of programs, and we've been lagging behind in research investment, and that's something we can really uh, plus up in a farm bill. And so those are just two of the initiatives. Obviously, we've got to support crop insurance, making sure that's fully funded. I have a meeting later today with the House Agriculture Committee um, just to, again, talk about some of these priorities. But we've been working really hard, Sam. I'm, I'm proud of the bills we've been able to introduce, and even more so to come home and say I've been able to cross party line uh, to do it together, to find some common sense um, initiatives that help our communities. Help me out. Uh, I think it through the folks here in Springfield, a little curve when the latest, the last piece of the puzzle for the railroad relocation uh, was not granted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that you and uh, Senators Durbin and Duckworth are very much involved with trying to make sure that that situation gets corrected. What steps can you or the senators take to make sure that that final piece of the puzzle is allotted uh, come October or November? Yeah, we're working really hard at this. This is my number one priority in my uh, this year uh, with the Department of Transportation to bring those funds back to Springfield to get to this uh, fully funding again of our uh, rail relocation program. As you know, Sam, this is a transformative program project that's been going on for many, many years, and Senator Durbin's been a fantastic leader in this. I'm working closely with him. We've already had conversations uh, since the new year to tackle, um, to really identify quite frankly, some federal grant opportunities that are coming open um, in the next month uh, that we can really go after to get those funds back um, to Springfield so we can complete this project. You know, the first administration visit I had from the Biden administration was to have Mitch Landrew, who's the point person on infrastructure for President Biden, come to Springfield. We gave him a tour of the rail relocation project in total, in totality. Um, and so I've been trying to advocate and doing everything I can, and we're going to continue to do that. And I think we have some good opportunities this year to, to make this project whole. Final question deals with the improving the access to health care. Obviously, there's a lot of people in rural America, and that's a lot of your district, not all of it, but a, a certainly mm-hmm. a lot of it geographically, people uh, access to health care. What do we need to do? It's critically important, Sam. You know, you know, after COVID and during COVID, telehealth really expanded opportunities for folks to get access to health care. But that's not what everybody wants. Uh, people want to have doctors, healthcare professionals in our communities. One of the things I've really been focused on on the House Veterans Affairs Committee is access to behavioral health uh, for our veterans, of course. But this is a crisis that's throughout all of downstate Illinois, quite frankly. I introduced with Senator Durbin a bipartisan bill, the America Core Health Core Act, which would say that for healthcare professionals that want to practice in our smaller communities, if they do that for five years, we're going to help relieve some of their student debt. And I think that's just one way to kind of incentivize 
behavioral health specialists, um, OBGYNs. You know, I actually hear throughout Central Illinois, we have a real severe shortage of OBGYNs, people to deliver babies. Um, so this is really, you know, I think a really important issue. I'm going to keep working on it and finding ways to expand health care. But also, I think as we're expanding access to it, we have to look at affordability because affordability is still very much an issue as well. Congresswoman, excuse me, Nikki Bazinski, thanks for your time. Anytime. We'd love to talk to you. you. Stay in touch. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.